What's up? What's up? What's up, queens? How are y'all doing tonight? I am your host, Shatoya Perry, and welcome to Queen You Were Built for This Q U W B T B four T. Um, the acronym. We'll work on that. I don't know. Um, but thank y'all for joining me. We are going on with part three of um overcoming insecurities and embracing your worth in christ sorry about that i had a momentary brain fart (laughs) but we are about to dive back into another great discussion about how do we overcome insecurities and embrace our worth in christ so the last time, um, just a brief re- recap, we we're talking about how do we do this? How do we overcome insecurities? And so we had a a, a nice um a nice length of of steps, a nice a bit of steps that we can take in order to overcome insecurities. So. First, we were talking about how do we overcome the insecurities. So we talked about identifying your insecurities. What are the things that you don't like about yourself? What are the things that you are afraid of? And then once you know what your insecurities are, that you are able to address them, right? Challenge your negative thoughts. Um, When you have a negative thought about yourself, ask yourself if it's really true. Um, In most cases, even if it's true, that does not mean that that's what God says about you and that it can always be challenged and replaced with what God says about you, who God says that you are. Focus on your strengths. Focus on your strengths. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses. Make a list of your strengths and focus on them. And then when you're feeling insecure, remind yourself, remind yourself of the things that you're good at. So another way that we said was to um, focus on your strengths, but hire your, we hire your weaknesses. And then remember that when you're feeling weak, that God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. So that you then basically, you don't have to worry about, worry about the weaknesses so much. Remember, um, oh, excuse me, step four was spend time with people who love and accept you, okay? Also, surrounding yourself or spending time with people who are going to encourage you and motivate you and who God says you are. So in the word of God, not yes men, but people who are going to help you to be who God says that you are right we don't want people that just gonna be like oh yes girl oh okay yep that's it but it's not there's no iron sharpening iron you're not actually growing from that you're not actually becoming who god called you to be okay step five is remembering who you are in christ you are a loved child of god you are forgiven you are accepted you are worthy of love and respect and when you're feeling insecure you can remember who you are in Christ and let that truth define who you are, right? So the way that we talked about how do we how do we learn who we are in Christ is by getting in the word of God. 
when you get in the word of God and you read who God about who God says you are, that helps you to remember who you are in Christ. Then you pray about your insecurities. Ask God to help you identify and address the root of your insecurities. Right? And then ask him to help you help you to see yourself the way that he sees you. So it's not just enough to identify the insecurities and to address them, but ask um, and addressing the root of them. But you have to also ask God to help you to see yourself the way that he sees you. Help ask God to help you to see yourself as the head and not the tail. Ask God to help you to see yourself as fearfully and wonderfully made. Ask God to help you to see yourself as who he sees you as as a queen and if i do have any brothers that are on here watching as a king amen um meditate on scripture spending time reading and meditating on the scriptures or the bible verses or whichever one you prefer to call them that affirm your worth in christ spend time reading and meditating on bible verses that affirm your worth in christ so this is going back to how you learn about who you are in christ those go hand in hand step eight we talked about journaling your insecurities writing about your insecurities can help you to process them and work through them and can also help you to identify patterns and triggers talking to a trusted friend family member or pastor or talking or um a support group or seeking professional help all Three of those steps are important. And the main important part about those three steps is seeking God for godly counsel, asking God to send you and direct you to trusted family members, to trusted friends, pastors, um, support groups, and professional help that he would want you to seek out so that you are surrounding yourself with godly counsel so they're going to encourage you and help you in his word amen and then we took a step we took a step to say that we need to normalize seeking professional help because there's nothing wrong with seeking professional help there's nothing wrong with understanding that you might need a therapist there's nothing wrong with that um it does not make you crazy it does not make you any of any of that such there's absolutely nothing wrong with it sometimes you just need a counselor for to help you get over some grief or to just talk about stuff it's, so that's my short advocacy for um for seeking out um professional help therapy counseling and the like um, and so those were our steps that we've talked about and also being patient overcoming insecurities take time and please do not discourage get discouraged if you don't see or if you don't feel like you see immediate immediate results okay keep working at it and eventually you will find and notice that you have overcame a lot of the insecurities that you may possibly have, okay? It's not always going to be an instantaneous thing. And if and for those that it is an instantaneous thing, thank God that it was, that it did come instantaneously for you. 
and let's try in that in those moments of overcoming insecurities that we are not a hindrance to others that are overcoming insecurity because something may come easy to you that doesn't mean that it'll come easy to someone else everybody's journey is an individual one it is personal as far as your relationship with god okay so it's going to be personal it's going to be individual Amen. So there may be similarities, but they're also going to be vast differences. And we can't, um, we cannot compare apples to oranges when it comes to overcoming insecurities or embracing your worth, because both of those are important parts. Okay. So we have a few people in the Bible that we talked about that had to overcome insecurities as well okay um we talked about sarah we talked about mary we talked about esther um i think i touched on martha a little bit um uh, yeah we talked about martha so we're going to talk about tonight we're going to touch on talking about rahab Okay, now all of these women in the Bible, and some of them have different backgrounds and different things that they were going through that that they had to overcome, but it all worked out according to the plan that God had for their lives. Okay, so Rahab was a prostitute who lived in Jericho, and when the Israelites came to conquer Jericho, Rahab risked her life to help them. She was afraid of what faith was rewarded and she and her family were spared when Jericho was destroyed and that's according to Joshua chapter 2 um, through 6 okay and so what we find when we talk about these different women in the Bible that all of their backgrounds may have been different but they all had an insecurity that they had to overcome and they all trusted God in those areas regardless of the insecurities regardless of how it felt or what it may possibly possibly look like they all trusted god to see them through and to carry them through okay um hannah was a um and i'm, and I'm gonna talk about hannah as well who was a woman who was unable to conceive a child and she longed for one and she but she felt deep shame and insecurity because of her barrenness hannah prayed to god for a child and he answered her prayer and hannah gave birth to a son named samuel who became a great prophet that's according to first samuel chapter one verse um chapter one through your insecurity may not be the fact that you are experiencing barrenness your insecurity may be like Martha who worked hard all the time and often had worries and stresses about different things. Okay. And you may be trying to understand why is it seems like, why does it seem like everybody else is so calm and so peaceful or, or whatever your insecurity could be the fact that um could be the fact that you're trying to get a job and it seems like everybody else around you is able to get a job and you're not able and it seems like you're not able to and it also could be because god is calling you to a different path and so 
one of the things that I've learned is that when one thing that may be an insecurity could actually be God speaking to a different speaking to a situation or preparing you for a different path. But to us, because in our finite wisdom and finite knowledge and understanding, it seems like an insecurity. And that's not always what the case is. So first Peter chapter five verse seven, a few scriptures that we went over is um because one first Peter chapter five verse seven, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So insecurities lead to anxiety, or anxiety leads to insecurity. If I'm honest, they kind of go hand in hand together. Um <laughs> I know for me, when I start feeling anxious, and I start feeling insecure. And sometimes when I start feeling insecure, I start feeling anxious. So for me personally, it they kind of work in tandem with one another. But one of the things that I rest assured in is Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work and all things God works for the for the good of those who love him, who are called, who have been called according to his purpose. Um, so the scriptures that I'm reading, I'm reading them from the New International Version. Um, so that's the version that I'm reading from tonight. And then also Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we have a few different scriptures that are going to help you um, to overcome. And there's multiple scriptures. These just happen to be a few of the ones that that I have in my notes right now. Um, Let me see. So we talked about last time um, some tips on overcoming insecurities and embracing your value in Christ. Is that one, remember that you are loved by God. No matter what you've done or how you feel, God loves you unconditionally. He created you in his image and sees your work. Okay, so that would be according to the 139th number of Psalms. Or the 139th Psalm, verses 13 and 14. For you were created, for you created my inmost being or my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you. Because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your worst are marvelous. I know this very well. Okay. So we have to remember. That whatever insecurity that you may have. Um, I stutter. Or I have a speech impediment. Or it takes me a little bit longer to learn things. Or um, it takes me a little bit longer to catch on. Or I don't comprehend the same way. Um, you're still loved by God. You're still unconditionally loved, and you've still been created in His image. And He's and He, meaning God, still sees and knows your work. You're still fearfully and wonderfully made. That's who you are. Um, another one of the ways that we am overcome insecurity and embrace our value our worth in christ is we talked about spending time in the bible and in prayer getting to know god and his love for us get to know how get to know god 
and get to know his direct love for you. The more you know about God, the more you will realize your value in his eyes. And then serve others. Serving others is a great way to not only feel good about yourself, but also feel good about what God is doing in the lives of others. It helps encourage you. It's an encouragement. It help it helping others actually really do help you feel good. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that you want to use it as a way to boost your self esteem or anything like that, because then you have to look at your motives. But when you're using your gifts and talents to make a difference in the world, you are reminded of your value and your purpose. So we don't we don't serve others just merely because we want to because we want to feel good about ourselves. We don't serve others because we need a self-esteem boost and we need to pump ourselves up. We serve God because or we serve others because one serving others is serving God. And then when you use your gifts and talents, you're using your you are operating in your purpose. And your value, and it reminds you of that. So let me see. In the chat, Lady T said, Serve others works so well. I love to encourage others. Yes, serving others is an encouragement to them. And then it also encourages you as well. So it's like you're getting a two for one with that one. Okay. So we talked about. Focusing on your strengths and your talents, or your strengths and your um versus your weaknesses. So on this person says to focus on your strengths and your talents. So find out what you're good at. Write down. Hey Shamaj, how are you? I'm glad you can make it. So we're talking about, of course, we're still talking about overcoming your insecurities and embracing your worth in Christ. So now we're talking about some additional ways that can help you to um, to do that. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm glad you're doing good. I'm gonna ask you how you do it again. I'm I'm glad you're doing good. I'm doing all right. So we're talking about I'm a, and I I, I want to go actually start further up up my list. Um Practice self-compassion. Practice self-compassion. Be kind and understanding towards yourself. Even when you make even when you make mistakes, remember that everyone is imperfect. The only perfect person that ever lived on this earth was Jesus Christ Himself. With Jesus the Christ Himself. Okay, he was the only perfect one. No one else will ever match that level of perfectness. Okay, everyone is imperfect. Imperfect. Everyone has flaws. The Bible says that we all, for all, have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So that's first and foremost. Okay, be kind to yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. 
Because that's not going to, that being hard on yourself is not going to help you overcome your insecurities. Actually, it could make it worse. It can make it harder for you to come out of it. Why? Because we're our own worst critic. And when you criticize yourself and and be hard on yourself and 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 be unkind to yourself, all you do is constantly remind yourself of what it is that you don't like about yourself. Um, Lady T said, "This is that is a big and a hard one. It's hard to show grace to yourself." Yes, I agree that it is. But see, the wonderful thing is, is that you can ask God to help you learn how to show grace to yourself. Everything that we're talking about is things that we have the ability to ask God to help us with. Right, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you will help you and show you how to do it. Say so will give you what to say and how to say even to yourself, not just for other people, but also for yourself as well. Okay. Um so practice self-compassion. Practice self-compassion. Celebrate your accomplishments is next. Celebrate your accomplishments. Take time to appreciate your successes, both big and small. This will help you to build your self-confidence. Okay. So I believe one of the our very first episodes on this topic, we talked about um building your confidence in God, building your self-confidence and your self-worth and your value, building that up in God, right? Because that's important. That's who we should be built built up in. We should be built up in God. Let me see. Shemaiah said, God helps us to show grace to ourselves. Absolutely. And Lady T said, very true. But what if you don't have the Holy Spirit? If you don't have the Holy Spirit and you want to go to that next level of relationship with God, then you just simply can ask him for his, for, for his spirit to dwell on the inside of you. Um, and Shamaj also answered the question. She said, if you want the Holy Spirit, God gives you him to you as a gift. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit is a gift. And yes, you all you have to do is ask. That's all you have to do. All you have to do is ask, Holy Spirit, please come into my, into my heart. Come in and dwell within me. I'm a, Honestly, I'm a firm believer that it's different for every person. The way that I asked for the Holy Spirit to dwell in me may not have been how anybody else asked. Honestly, in fact, me, it just was that that personal moment with God. And God was like, all right, you seem to be ready. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> and and it just went from there. And um, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit after tarrying, you know, at the altar for a while. And that's how I that's how I received the Holy Spirit and the gift of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues for the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Yes. Terry, when you ready for you ready for the Holy Spirit to enter your life, you tarry. Okay. And tarrying is literally you block everything out. You get in you a quiet place 
and you thank you jesus 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 hallelujah 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 and you keep on going and see you feel with the holy spirit can you know can nobody um uh, yes, pray, praise, and worship for hours. Yes. <laughs> yes. You prayed, you praised, and you worshiped, and you you clapped your hands and you said thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um what else did the um the people did the those are the two that I know when you tear it. I know thank you, Jesus, and hallelujah. Oh, and Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's how you tarry for the and you and you tarry. That's what it's called. You tarry and you be in and you be in there. Okay. That's what I <laughs> Amen. And and the Holy Spirit and the presence of God comes, yes, fasting. That's how that's how my husband received the the Holy Spirit. He fasted. We went um we went on a we went on a fast um and then me my husband well then at the time he wasn't my husband he was just my brother in Christ my best friend um my husband and a few sisters in Christ were on the phone. And we were talking about the Lord and God showed him that it was time for him. He would happen to be looking at the, at the moon, if I'm not mistaken, and he saw the face, he saw what felt like, what looked like the face of God to him. And we went from there. We led him in the tarrying and, and praise it and worship God. And we praised God and worshiped. While he tarried, and next thing you know, he was speaking in tongues, and we all erupted in this awesome praise, and it was wonderful. So for each and every person, it's literally individual, and it's based on your personal relationship with him. Yes, hallelujah. Good. <laughs> but the start of praise in the in the podcast, and I ain't ashamed of it. I tell y'all, I tell y'all all the time, I'm not ashamed. I will praise the Lord in here. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So uh, the Holy Spirit will help you. And that's also what Lady T said, because the Holy Spirit will bring everything that you need and he speaks to you. Yes, he speaks to you. He dwells within you. He comforts you. Um, all of that, whatever you need, what ever you need you can get from the holy spirit because the holy spirit is a part of the godhead so we're not talking about the holy spirit differently than the holy spirit being god so god is three persons these are eternally exist god is is one eternally existent in three persons god the father god the son and god the holy spirit okay lady c said he brings understanding absolutely absolutely understanding wisdom discernment everything you need so we talked about celebrating your accomplishments okay so back to talking about your celebrating your accomplishments take time to appreciate your successes both big and small this will help you bring yourself confidence okay 
Shemaiah said, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, three persons on one team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. They are one. Three and one. Amen. Lady T said that also includes understanding yourself. Yes. It also includes understanding yourself. So take the time to appreciate your successes, both big and small. That includes the tidy and tidy and minor victories. A victory is a victory. Okay, it don't matter how great or small, how how a victory is a victory, and you should celebrate it. Okay. If you had, if you made a list of things that you wanted to be able to do, things that you needed to be able to do, and if you checked off even just one on that checklist, celebrate it. You have accomplished something and you should, and it's, it's worth celebrating. How can you do that if you suffer from, from imposter syndrome? Um, can you elaborate your question a little bit more? So celebrate your small victories just as great as you celebrate and as hard as you celebrate your big victories or your big successes. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm going to need you to kind of elaborate that for me a little bit more. I'm a little bit on um, what aspect are we talking about, I think. That's what I'm talking about. Because when we talk about, because when you talk about imposter syndrome, that, that, would end up being a whole nother that would end up being like a whole nother um topic all in itself all right sorry about that okay she said how are you to celebrate your victories when you are not sure if you're deserving of it so shaman just absolutely correct um one is praying to ask God for deliverance, understanding that it's God's grace. None of us deserve it, and grace is unmerited favor. And I agree. One of the one of the scriptures that and that reminds me of one of the scriptures that God gave me with this lesson that we talked, we've mentioned it a few different times, and I'm gonna mention it again, especially right now, is 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 more than one um is more than one scripture but the first one is Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9 is for by grace you have is for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it's the gift of God not as a result of works so that no one may boast okay so even in the small victories even when in the small victories, when you feel like you have not done anything to celebrate about, it's, it was God's grace. It's God that cared, that helped you to do it because of the scripture that says that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, and I mentioned that scripture earlier. So because you're going to do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens me, okay, and knowing that God has made us more than conquerors, God has made us victorious. So for me, when I feel like I might not be deserving of it, might not be deserving of it, and I'll actually speak from experience, I have no issue with being transparent, is um, this past October, um, the I'm in the church of God in Christ and we have 
all of our district workers, district auxiliary leaders, we have a day for whatever auxiliary that we're over to honor the the auxiliary leader. And it's a day to celebrate the youth for to celebrate the members of that auxiliary as well. So I'm over the purity class. And one, I don't necessarily need accolades to do anything that I'm doing for the Lord. Anything that God has called me to do, I don't necessarily feel like I need or deserve accolades for it. However, you allow God to celebrate you and allow you to be celebrated in the way that he chooses for you to be celebrated. Because to feel like even in the midst of it, I'm not worthy, I'm not deserving, I'm not this, I'm not that, it's a level of pride. It's a level of pride to saying that, God, I don't deserve that. So why are you doing that? Why why are we making such a big deal of it? So when I look at imposter syndrome, that's what, that's what it looks like to me. And I'm not outside of needing to, um, to probably do some more research. And so I can have a better understanding of it. Um, as Shamar said, um, Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through nine, just praise God for the victories. That's one way of celebrating. And then when you don't, when you feel that you don't deserve it, just understand that it's happening by his grace and just give him the praise anyhow. Um, and that's, that's important. One of the mothers at one of the mothers at a church that I used to be a member of that's no longer open any longer that that particular church um one of the things that I used to say when I would probably do praise and worship or pray or whatever is I would just merely say to God be the glory um because I felt like it was all God right well, she taught me that even in that, that you can unknowingly be prideful. It's okay to accept praise. It's okay to say thank you, even if you don't feel like you deserve it. No one is just blatantly deserving of somebody being um, all smooshy with them. In lack of better terminology, right? Nobody is deserving of of being doting on, or not a lot of people are going to feel like they deserve to be doted on for every little thing, right? Or to be celebrated for every little thing. But the way that our father works is he dotes on his children. He celebrates us. When we accomplish something, he celebrates us. And he says that we're worthy to be celebrated of. And he says that we're worthy to be celebrated. So it also puts me in the mind of knowing that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, right? And and being having imposter syndrome and being fearfully and wonderfully made does not work together. That's having that's light trying to walk with darkness, and they cannot they cannot stand together. Um, ladies, he said, know those who labor among you and love on them. Yes, and that's Bible. 
and I um if somebody don't mind, can you actually find me the um the actual um scripture where to find that in the Bible because I don't want to just like stop talking to look it up. <laughs> if you don't mind, I would appreciate that greatly. Um but yes, you do labor among know those who labor among you and to love on them. So I know a lot of people who may not feel who may not feel a specific way. For me, it used to be more so it it went from having and then on a level of pride, right? Because pride work in two different ways. Pridefulness is not always, oh, I'm the stuff and conceitedness and vanity, right? Pride can also be feeling extremely low about yourself and not accepting who God says that you are. And not believing that you're worthy of even who and what God says that you are. That's also pridefulness. And I'm, I remember I used to just think about pridefulness when uh, people being like, oh, she just vain and she just this and that. But no, it's not. Pridefulness is actually having extremely low self-esteem. The Bible says, think not more highly. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. It doesn't mean not to think highly of yourself. It just says, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. One of the mothers of um in our church um of the of our jurisdiction, Mother Regina Rose Edwards, and she'd be like, she she says she makes sure that you re that you understand that scripture. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to, but it don't mean don't think. <laughs> it don't mean not to think good of yourself. It just means don't go overboard. That's all it means. It means don't go overboard. Um, and Lady T looked up the um, put the the scripture in the chat. It's First Thessalonians five and twelve, which reads, um, let's see, which version am I gonna do? I'll do the ESV version. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Okay? So we're supposed to to, to love on one another. I'm sorry, notifications popping up on my um and then I'm gonna also read it the King James Version. It says, We and we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Um, and then Shamaj also put Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35 to 37 and this is another one that I also love as she mentioned um, in our first episode, our first part of this um, episode series is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 to 37, the King James Version says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which have great great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. 
So he will not delay, meaning God will not delay and he will not delay concerning the promises that he has made towards you. So which means that when imposter syndrome, it speaks against having confidence in God. It speaks against having confidence, period, altogether. It is, is imposter syndrome does the exact opposite. Um, and then one of the things that it said, because I briefly looked it up really quickly and looked up how can you be able to celebrate smaller, big successes when you suffer from imposter syndrome. And these steps that I've already, that we're already talking about will also help with that as well. So one thing that, one thing that I do know is that when you start speaking truth to power or speaking power to truth, is that one, when you bring light into the situation, darkness cannot stand in light, okay? It's like when you come in a house and all your lights are off and you turn on the lights, the darkness in that room is no longer there, right? It's the same thing we speak the word of God when you have a, any moment of darkness and doubt in you. When you speak the light, when you speak the truth of light, when you speak the light of God in that area, in that of your life, the darkness has to flee. That's right. Shemash said light chases darkness away. The light, the darkness cannot stand in the presence of God. Right? So darkness can be, um, the, the darkness in, the, in this case is imposter syndrome. The darkness in this case is every lie um, or every high and lofty spirit, every um, everything that speaks against who God says about you is darkness. And the light is God's word. So God's word is going to, is going to dismantle it. The word of God is a light unto our path and a light unto our feet. Absolutely. Let me say that Psalm 119. I want to say it's Psalm 119, but I could be mistaken. Um, and I do try to when I um when I tell y'all a scripture, I do try to know <laughs> exactly where that where that scripture is so that um, so I can help y'all to be able to find it. So yes, I was right. Psalm 1, the 119th number of Psalm verse 105 is um, that scripture. And so celebrating your accomplishments, that's one of the ways that you deal with um, imposter syndrome. It's challenging, okay? And I'm not, I'm, I am not by any means making it less than um, saying that it's not important. Anything that you are facing is important to God. And if it's important to God, then it's important to those who love God and love his people. Okay. If we say that we love God, then anything that that concerns you that you care about it concerns us as well because we love God and we are after God we are his children so we care about 
all the things that his children care about. At least I personally feel like we should, because then why do we call ourselves children of God? <laughs> okay. Why do, why do we call ourselves ambassadors for Christ? If we're not going to be concerned about the stuff that his children are concerned about, we're his ambassadors. And if he cares about it, then we should care about it as well. Um, thank you, Shaman. She put it in the chat as well. And, um, Psalm, the 119th number of Psalm, verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And Lady T said, everything that speaks against who God says that you are is darkness, period. If it speaks against the truth of who God says you are, is darkness, right? Um, so celebrating and acknowledging your achievements. Amen. Absolutely. I agree. Shamaj also says that darkness keeps you ignorant of the truth. So acknowledging your achievements. Attributing them, and I will say not only to your to skills and efforts, but attributing them to God. The, the skills and efforts and talents that God has given you. Because we acknowledge God in all things right one you cannot be an imposter to god god knows you inside and out he knows exactly who you are he knows who he called you to be who he created you to be so imposter syndrome don't work in that sense because god knows right so attributing your skills and your efforts to god and god giving them to you then take time to reflect on the steps that you took to reach the success Meaning take time, take time to reflect on how God helped you to get through, how God helped you to get over, right? Take time to reflect on the steps that God called you to take in order to become successful. Because it's by, it's by his grace. It's by his power, it's by his might, it's by his spirit that it happened. Um, Lady C said, how can we be brothers and sisters if we don't share in each other's pains, hurts, and joys? I agree. I don't know. <laughs> Just quite simple. I don't know. And then Shamar said that God's light exposes you to you. Yes. It's that, it's that mirror that we talk about, how God holds up a mirror. That's what his light does. It holds up a mirror and it reflects not only who you are, but it also reflects who you should be. The mirror of righteousness. I love that. The mirror of righteousness. And Lady T said it's all about God's grace. We cannot call ourselves, effectively call ourselves brothers and sisters in Christ if we don't share in those things, if we're not concerned for one another, if we don't take care of one another. Being our sister's keeper and our brother's keeper is not all about just having responsibilities about, about, you know, take it, being our brother, because we're going to have responsibilities regardless. Okay. I say that and say that we're going to have responsibilities regardless. Okay. Being your brother's keeper or your sister's keeper is about praying for one another yes Samaj. encouraging one another lifting each other up being there for one another loving each other with the love of christ 
that is what it means to be my brother's keeper and my sister's keeper. Is by doing what God said, clothing each other, you know, um, sheltering one another. When, if you're in the mm-hmm. position to do that, okay, you can't you can't shelter nobody if you don't have shelter to shelter them with, nor you know, clothe them or whatever. But it's it's buying groceries and taking them to your sister or your brother because you know that they don't have any food. Um, Lady T said, exalting one another. Shamar said, empowering one another. Um, and I'll give a testimony because, uh, once again, transparency, right? Being my sister's keeper or being, or your, my sister Shamaj, when me and another one of my sisters, we stayed on the east side of Detroit and we didn't have any food. Um, we ran out of food and our refrigerator was acting up because power, um, because power was acting up. And honestly, at that moment we had, we didn't have any power. I think that was when we didn't have any power and we needed food to be able to eat. And one of my sisters, Shamaj and another sister, Tracy, they came and brought us bags of groceries. Everything that we needed that we would be able to make and eat and survive, they brought it to us. We didn't ask them to. Um, we didn't expect them to. They just did it. They listened and heeded the voice of God, allowed the Holy Spirit to lead them, and they saw about us. That's what it means to be my sister's keeper. That's what it means to be my brother's keeper is seeing a need and being able to meet it. If you're not able to meet it, pray. (laughs) Pray for them anyway. And then seek God for how you can be a help to them in the future. Because God is not calling you to do something that's beyond your capabilities to do. Okay. Um, let me see. Lady T says, see it to each other's needs. I think I I um I talked about that one. I think I mentioned that one. Shama said, Yes, love gives. And then of course, glory to God and amen. Um, and Lady T said, Yes, they did. Praise God. Cause she's the other sister, she's the sister that I was living with. Um, Shamaya said, when I didn't have groceries one time, my friend Lorie came and brought me food many years ago. Of course. I mean, I'm saying, of course, like, as in, I knew that happened, but I'm saying, of course, as in, that's, that's how God works. That's how being my sister's keeper, that's how that works. And I just have to have like a, a, a sidebar for that really quickly, because that's important. That's important. Sometimes we don't understand how we can how or what can we do to be effective to the body of christ and and be in a position to meet that need if you are not in a position to meet it then guess what you can still pray for them you can still point them in the direction of other resources right god is our source right and everything else he uses as a resource so you can still be used as a resource by god to help someone else in need okay um and being honest 
about be honest about where you are. It says share your accomplishment with trusted friends or mentors who can provide positive reinforcement. Set realistic goals, which is another one of of the tips and ways that you can um that you can overcome insecurities and also imposter syndrome. Okay? Because imposter syndrome that is imposter syndrome comes because of insecurities. You begin to 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 create this facade or this personality that you wouldn't otherwise have. Um, Lady C says, seek God on how to be a blessing, and that is how you can fight imposter syndrome because God will not have you blinded to the beauty that is within you. Yes. And then Shamash said, meditate on God's word concerning you to develop confidence. I love it. Absolutely. Set realistic goals. When you set goals that are too difficult to achieve, it can set you up for failure. Set small, achievable goals that you can build on over time. Okay? So little, small things. Right? If your insecurity is the fact that your insecurity couldn't be the fact that you might be depressed and you need help cleaning up or your house might not look the way that you wanted wanted to look every day clean up something every day tackle a different task you might get some laundry done today or tomorrow or you might get the kitchen clean or the living room clean or your pantry organized right and i'm not talking about stuff that i don't know about I just want everybody to be I'm not talking about things that I don't that I'm not aware about. And if I'm not aware about it, that's what research is for. Praise God and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit can give you wisdom about stuff that you have no idea about. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so take time to step to reflect on the steps. Share your accomplishments. And then set realistic goals and recognize progress no matter how small. So recognizing progress, no matter how small that progress is, can help build confidence over time. Once again, don't compare yourself to other people. Everyone is on their own unique journey. Comparing yourself to others will only make you feel worse about yourself. Again, reminding to be patient with yourself. Overcoming insecurities take time and effort. Don't expect change overnight. Just keep working at it and working at it and working at it and working at it. And eventually you will see results. Challenge yourself to do things that make you feel uncomfortable. This will help you to step outside of your comfort zone and build your confidence. For example, it says that if you feel insecure about public speaking skills, about your public speaking skills, you could join or volunteer to give presentations at your church. <laughs> so if you have a church that you that you go to, that you attend to, and you have like a women's day coming up, volunteer to be a part of the program. You could start with something simple. Like leading the prayer or reading the scripture or doing an affirmation of faith. If you have an affirmation of faith at your church, 
once again, set realistic goals for yourself. When you achieve your goals, it will help you to feel good about yourself and your abilities and make sure that your goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. Because that helps. Once again, remember you're not perfect. I said this earlier. Remember that you, amen, joy Toastmasters. Yes, that was another one that they, um, that they, that, it, that I mentioned in my notes. I mean, that's the one I was about to say, but because I've never actually known with, um, no, never heard of Toastmasters before outside of doing a little bit of research. That's the only reason why I didn't mention it, but yeah, you could join Toastmasters. Um, and, and it does say that it helps with public speaking as well. Um, remember that you're not perfect. Everyone has flaws and imperfections. Everyone has flaws and imperfections. Excuse me. My words are jumbling up. Don't beat yourself up for not being perfect. Accept yourself for who you are and focus on the positive qualities that you have. Focus on what God put on the inside of you. Focus on cultivating the gifts and the talents that God has given you. And don't and and don't worry about it not being perfect because everything takes practice. Every things you have to train in certain areas, certain areas. Training is what helps. Um, Shaman said join Toastmasters, it can help with public speaking. One of my friends joined it and it helped her. Yes. I praise God for that. See, when we use the tools that we have, use the resources that we have, it is helpful. She spent 10,000 hours to, all right, praise God. And then Lady T said, yes, that was a big one for me. Remembering that you're not perfect yet. That can, that can always, that, yeah. In a world, in a society, a world and culture and all of that stuff where you're pushed to see yourself a certain way. Um. Or when you, when statistically saying that you should be married by a certain age, or you should have kids by a certain age, or you should have degrees um, by a certain age, and this and that, and that and this, that can be hard. Not seeing you seeing yourself as 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 imperfect. Oh, okay. Shema said, no, I'm saying that we should spend 10,000 hours towards whatever it is that we think we aren't good at. Okay. I would probably need God to help me with that, but okay. <laughs> um, let me see. Focus on your purpose in life. What are you passionate about? What are you good at? What do you want to achieve in life? When you focus on your purpose, it will help you feel more confident and fulfilled. And you can also ask God to reveal to you what your purpose is and what is his purpose for your life? What is his will for your life? Um, Ladies, you see, I would need help with that too. Somebody said, what is your pet peeve? Yes, what are your pet peeves? Because pet peeves, unfortunately, can't turn into insecurities because you're always getting frustrated or aggravated. And that can have a negative or adverse effect, too. Um, serve others. We talked about serving others. Find a cause that you are passionate about and volunteer your time and talents towards serving others. Take care of yourself. That's a big one. Take care of yourself. Make sure that you are getting enough sleep. Jesus. That's the top one. Um, <laughs> already being beat up. 
Um, anyway, <laughs> eating healthy foods, exercising regularly, taking care of your physical, mental, and spiritual health will help you feel more confident and positive. Yes, Lady T, self-care is definitely a must. Yes. Shaman said, meditate, journal, pray, sleep, speak, affirmations, exercise. Yes. Once again, remember you are a love child of God. You are worthy of love, respect, and happiness. Don't let your insecurities hold you back from living the life that God has for you. And remember that it might seem it might seem like it's impossible. It might seem like you're not seeing any results. It might seem like you might feel you might even feel stagnant sometimes. But keep pressing. And Shamaj up here, they up here talking about the spa treatment in the in the chat, Lord. A massage, a chiropractor visit. Listen, okay. <laughs> Remembering that overcoming insecurities and embracing your worth in Christ is a journey. It might seem impossible. It might seem like you can't do it. But remember that it's not something that happens overnight, but it is possible. With God's help, you can overcome your insecurities and live a confident and God-fulfilling life or God-fulfilled life. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Remember that God loves you unconditionally. He loves you despite your flaws and imperfection. He saw that you were worth living and worth dying for. He saw that you were worth loving. Okay? He loves you because he created you. He loves you because you are his own and he calls you his own. When you are feeling insecure, remember that you are loved by God. So that is, that is the conclusion of this particular series. And that was good. And we may visit, if God lead, we may have to revisit it again, just for a reminder, for reminder's sake. <laughs> okay. And I think I might want to do, um, we may pass, and we may possibly talk about that imposter syndrome in depth and detail at another date as well but please 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 remember as we prepare for the rest of our night to go to sleep to continue working whatever we all are doing as we prepare for the next episode in two weeks please don't ever forget that queen you were built for this for such a time as this emergency so says a worthy journey it helps you to fulfill god's purpose in you absolutely so remember you queen you were built for this i love you all and have an awesome awesome day or night